Have you ever dreamed of being a karate master? Uh, yeah! <laughs> well, hello, digital friend. Real quick before we get started, I just wanted to uh, kind of answer a bunch of emails I'm getting. I know that I haven't done the podcast every week. The last few weeks, it's been about every other week. Hey, it's 2020. Do I really need to explain? <laughs> no, but man, our lives have completely changed since COVID. Uh, we are dismantling our biggest business of almost a decade, and our other business was completely demolished because we mainly were working with restaurants and events. So we are picking up the pieces, and I'm working hard to feed my family. And for me, Life Gets Harry has always been kind of a side project. I kind of quit wanting to make money off of it. I wanted it to have complete freedom. I didn't want somebody to tell me what the fuck I can say or do because I'm, you know, sporting their product. It's one thing to tell you about some friend's shit, but I just don't want to be held down. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, love you. Peace. I find life so fascinating. It's like this morning I woke up and I felt okay. And then I went into this spiral of like, ugh. And then I was just like, man, why the fuck do I feel this way? And then I always know I can just like kind of come back, you know what I mean? Like to that source. I'm reaching out to the universe of God. I'm now the eternal one that resides in me and leaves me with a sense of wow. And when I look at this reality, with the consciousness you place inside of me, I'm seriously in Glad you could join me. Man, what a what a wild week in 2020, man, with the Pentagon coming out again and saying, yo, we got some off-earth Warcraft crafts, who the hell knows? It's crazy, man. And I think we live in a time where we're so bombarded with information, I don't even think it's really phased most of us. But I guess it was perfect timing for this podcast. So I had my boy Dallas on, and uh, I met him at the Tattoo Dojo, which I actually had the owners on as well. Awesome podcast um, under Eric and Gabby. I've also had Savannah on, who works there as well. Uh, and that was a dope podcast as well. So check that out, Savannah Colleen. And uh, anyway, so I met Dallas there once. 
I was shooting a, a promo for the Tattoo Dojo, and he was getting tatted and got to talking. We just hit it off, you know, and we kept in touch. And then he kind of reached out to me, and we were talking again, and he was explaining how he had this wild experience. And I was like, well, shit, dude, we got to have you on the podcast. And so, man, this this is literally a mind blow. I've had a lot of conversations with people with psychedelics, but I feel like what, what happened to Dallas, man, was just such a revolutionary you know, Saul to Paul shift uh, in his consciousness. And it was very fascinating to talk through with him and to hear. So I know you're going to love this one, man. It's interesting as hell. So without further ado, friends, let's get it. I'm like a firm believer that it calls like a higher. No, dude, I was so glad you did it. When you did it, I was like, oh, that's dope. I don't, I can't, I have no explanation <laughs> behind it. It's just like a personal belief that that's what happens. Dude, 100%, you know, and that's what I try to tell people. I've had Reiki healers on and yoga, yogi, all those kind of type shamanistic people. And, you know, a lot of people have a lot of thoughts about it, right? You know, about like intention setting or lighting a candle or having crystals or whatever it may be or ringing a bell or having a sound bowl, you know, and people are like, oh, that's bullshit. And I'm like, it doesn't really matter what it is to you. It matters what it is to that person. It's like, you're like, I can't explain it, but something higher comes in the room when I ring this fucking bell. And I'm like, you're calling to it for real. It is like, you're like, it is happening. If you focus on it, like, and you hear it, I don't know why you wouldn't believe that like exactly. it's possible. Exactly, dude. And I think anybody that gets in a room with like you've heard sound bowls and stuff, right? I've I done, like the one, sound yeah. yeah, like the sound healing and stuff. And you get in a room where someone has like one of those big ones, dude, and you're just like quieting yourself and it's like dude, there's no way like you feel it, dude. It's the same way as church, you know, when you get a room full of people with the same intention, and that intention is that you're there Sunday morning to meet Jesus. And you do sometimes. It's just like an area of like positive thought, positive yeah, man. emotion. Yeah. So whether you're ringing Center, the bell or you're in church thought. or yeah. It's crazy, dude. It's amazing. It's like calling your like like your soul forward and like ready to take, you know, whatever it is that's on the other side for you. It's like the ohms. You ever do those? Like the Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's like there's something to that too, dude, man. Any kind of stuff. And, you, you know, we were talking a lot about this off the podcast about how universal it all is. And that's what's so crazy to me is like, I really love you. If you listen to some of the, like the Hare Krishna songs, they're kind of picking up a lot of steam, I feel like, in the in the hip culture, like spiritual culture. But essentially, it's like an om or like some sort of mantra that they just sing over and over again. And it kind of ramps up. So it's like this chant that a group of people do. And it's like, I'll have to show you some on Spotify. They're so dope. Okay. But, you know, it's like an om about, you know, we're one or we're this, you know, and it just ramps up and then it comes down and it flows and it gets faster and slower. And it's like such a cool, like melodic meditation type song. What would I type in to search something like that? <sighs> Dude, I'll have to, I can't remember off the top of my head. I, when That's we get off the podcast, I'll find it. But what I liken it to is, you know, even when I was a, like, when I was a, a, a worship pastor, I should say, like we would do a lot of spontaneous songs, which was like a gradient of church. It's not every church, not every church does that, but we would sit there as a whole band and we wouldn't know what songs we were going to sing. And essentially I would just be like, okay, the keys in G or whatever, and we're going to play these four chords and we're just going to see what happens. And I would just start singing an utterance in the spirit and exactly like ringing that bell. It was like me ushering in a spirit into the room and then we were 
were communing with the spirit and I was, I was singing utterances of what I felt from that spirit. And I feel like it's exactly like the Hare Krishna songs, exactly like so much different things. And that's what, that's what is mind boggling to me is the more and more I see like the universalness of it all. It's crazy. It is. Definitely is. I think a fun place, babe, to start because I feel like, you know, with a lot of people, it's a lot about like discovering you know, who they are and on the podcast and stuff like that. I really, really want to focus in more on like your story. You know what I mean? I feel like we have so much to cover. Okay. So I feel like, you know, a good place to start would just be like, I don't know if you want to give a brief, like, Hey, this is what I used to think. And then one, or this is what I was, this is where I was. I was doing these things, you know, and then, and then boom, this is what happened to me. I think that would be the best way. And then we can just kind of jump in. Okay. Um, so basically I was at a point in my life where I was, um, you know, graduated college. I'd done yeah. really well in school. Balling um, out of control. <laughs> yeah. Typical shit, you know, <laughs> done really well in school. Kind of had like the world at my fingertips. Um, but just couldn't decide what was appropriate for me. What path was appropriate for me. Yeah. Um, I had experimented with, um, flying planes had experimented oh, with um, like working for either the police or a fire department. Mm-hmm. Um, had experimented with some real estate and then just like wasn't finding the fulfillment um, for wh- whatever, whatever is inside me that like I, I was not finding happiness in those things. Yeah. I felt like I was doing, um, you know, something that just like society kind of guides you in. Yeah. Um, what's acceptable. What's, what's normalized. And I kind of suppressed my artistic self. What about spiritual self then too? Um, so like that'll definitely tie into like my experience with ayahuasca. Were you um, spiritual then or not? I think I was so rooted in science and so rooted yeah. in like searching for like an empirical answer mm-hmm. that like I had muted my spiritual self. Mm-hmm. Like I, it wasn't even like I hadn't allowed myself to venture down that path. Um, I've yearned for it. Like, I mean, you see people like whether they're devout Christians or whether mm-hmm. um, they're Hindu or Buddhist or whatever religion they yeah. are. But when you see someone that's devout and they're like so positive and so reaffirmed yes. of something, for sure. you can't help but be like envious of that. Yeah. And you can't help Especially but like, you don't have it for sure. Be curious. Yeah. And like, I've been open to it. I've um, like taught in Sunday school, mm-hmm. um, tried the experience and just never had the enlightenment. Yeah. Um, so like through, through traveling, I guess I got myself into a point of consciousness where I could see the world um, and all the different worldviews and recognize that like there is no one right view and there is no one r- right direction, but there is this like common theme of like good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had done a little bit of research um, before I made my trip to Peru with my friend um, who I will not name, but like made my, my, my trip to Peru. And when I was there, I, was like kind of on the internet, kind of researching. I had known about ayahuasca, but I wanted my friend to be open mm-hmm. to it. So I'm trying to find like the best sources that say that like, you know, this is an ancient um, like ritual that has like been going on. It's very beneficial for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. like, these are the risks. These are the, the like the benefits. Um, just be open to it. 
How'd you hear? Not to stop, I, but backing up just a little bit more. How did you hear about ayahuasca? I've watched like documentaries yeah, and so like, just like Netflix, like some weird like stuff. Red on, red on the DMT internet. sphere molecule or yeah, something. Just heard like, on their podcast. I heard kids okay. in like yeah. high school or like early college had like experimented with DMT. I'm yeah. like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. But you know, like you get down like a rabbit hole, you start like researching sure. and then it leads you back to like, you know, this ancient civilization exactly. is like the birthplace of ayahuasca. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so just yeah. through that experience, reading people's alibis, like watching the documentaries, like doing everything I could to like educate myself. Yeah. I had never been in the position to like actually act on it. Yeah. Um, but like my friend discusses like interest in Peru. I'm like, I want to see Machu Picchu. I want to like go see these like Andean people. Like I'm like, I'm interested. Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. So we go. Um, like I said, I look some shit up on the internet. I show it yeah. to him. I'm like, what do you think about this? Like, are you, are you open yeah. to it? My friend is like the most straight laced like <laughs> i went to auburn university it's a very like conservative university yeah. he is like such a straight laced gentleman like yeah. through and through just like a southern gentleman like yeah. he is always Sweet tea drinking <laughs> he is on he is That's on awesome. him his his like his shit at all times and yeah. i respect him so much for Hell it because yeah. he's gonna like it'll it'll take him far in the direction for he's sure, going man. but i never would have thought in a million years he would have been like let's do this thing <laughs> and yeah. he reads it over he reads all the information and then He's like, I'm on. And I'm like, no way. Like, we didn't come to Peru to do this. Yeah. I had known about it. I was like, maybe it happens, you know? Who knows? Yeah. We read over the information. um, And then we decided to do it. So, like, I had been already looking up, uh, like, the best places to do it that were, like, you know, safe and, like, like traditional and it takes a lot of research and you have to read a lot of reviews to like understand like which shamans to pick. Mm -hmm. Um, I totally agree. Um, and so like I got to a place where I was comfortable picking one and we went and met them. Um, and you know, we like, they, they tell us what to expect. How was it to find them? Cause like, in other words, like I get so much anxiety just being overseas traveling because of the, like trying to find something i like to go with people and let them do it all but like so i'm saying like to me this seems crazy it's like you're in machu picchu you know or whatever like like that yeah. already to me like we were just talking about the podcast how hard it is to even just get to like that you know and then to be like hey man like let's try to find another place in the jungle <laughs> like, like how far like how hard was that uh yeah that's definitely something to consider i think i've just like when i turned 18 i just started you're just ready, I, started, I started going i started traveling okay. like so i've done like some like literally totally alone backpacking oh, trips okay like, so over this Europe. was just like yeah. so like for me i am very comfortable with like the change okay. of direction the quick change of pace yeah. like the planning of like if this is going to happen what do we need to put in place to make sure we get home safe at nighttime you know like yeah. where do we need to have like a range do we need like a, a cab do we need it? like i'm good at that stuff that's cool okay so, so like, i would travel with you then yeah no, no and, and like people because i'd be like yeah man wherever you want to go let's go yeah but like that's like why me and like a lot of my buddies get along yeah. traveling because yeah. it's like if we have an idea like i'll get us there logistically yeah, and so yeah, like yeah, yeah, I, sure. I was comfortable to take the risk and we like did it yeah man. um but uh, so we, we like sign up for it. You have to like the night prior, you have to purge your body. So you drink mm. like 10 glasses of volcanic water, which Whoa. basically just makes like you purge your bowels. Like you were going to go to the bathroom for like two hours straight until Whoa. nothing but water is going through you Dang. because they want this. Yeah. They want this medicine to be at its like absolute purest state interacting with nothing else. Mm-hmm. So then you go to sleep after all that, you wake up, you fast until the ceremony you go up into like the mountains with them. I think our elevation was like around like 14,000, no, 13,000, like 200 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, Before I forget, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to stop you because dude, I could just listen the no rest worries. of the time. But how much do you think with the fasting like had to do with it? Like for you personally, because I used to fast a lot. I've fasted up to 
to uh, 21 days with no food and I've done just water only for 40. So I've done it before because of like more like religious reasons. Mm -hmm. And I have felt a very heightened spirituality through it. Um, and I think you can feel that even without being like a Christian too. So that's why I was wondering if like how much that like has to do with the ascension, like the negating the body of its everyday desire to feed, you know, like helps you ascend more. I think it like just eliminates part of like that ego, you know, I think mm. it eliminates part yeah. of you like having to think back to your physical state and yeah. like having that like worry, you've like eliminated that thought from even like interfering. And then also like just at its purest, like, you know, organic form, your body's digesting it just solely it's like it, the, the medicine yeah. that it ingested. So like the potency has to you're be more like, pure almost. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like your body's ready to be like permeated by whatever, um, you know, it's interacting with. Yeah. Right on. And so, yeah, so we fasted, we went up, um, we had like a cocoa leaf reading, which basically was like the shaman kind of blessing you, clearing the space, um, telling you what he felt was going to like be problematic for you in this experience. Um, and he would kind of just do like a reading about, you know, your health, your, like how your relationship is with your family. Like, are you happy with your like career? Just like kind of like basic life checkpoints and it sure. like, you know, like asking, how do you feel? Like, how yeah. did he feel about you in those aspects? Um, and he said like basically everything in my life was great except for one thing, which was like a lacking of spirituality. And it was like so true. Like mm. I had, I had everything you could want and need, but I was missing this like mm. centered desired respect with whatever is higher. And yeah. like I, I've, I've yearned for it, like I said, but like I just didn't have the awareness to uh, connect with it. Um, and so basically that's what he said. So we go into the ceremony um, you know, this, the space was like a small shack high up in the mountains. Um, we're laid on a mat. You ingest the ayahuasca, which is like in traditional form. The plant is like boiled with some other, uh, plants and like, you know, whatever the, the shaman sees relevant. And then, um, it's like a, like a dark, like serum almost like kind of looks like, like, yeah. like a cough syrup kind of look. Um, we ingest it and you're expected to wait, you know, like 30 minutes to an hour and then, you, your body will purge itself of the medicine and by the means of like vomit. Um, and this is like... Did everybody throw up? Because I've heard sometimes people do, sometimes people don't, but... You were supposed to throw you're up. Supposed to, yeah. the, okay. the, the shaman, like there was a translator that was speaking what the shaman okay. was telling me and he said that like the two shamans together have done over 800 ceremonies Whoa. and that like they've only seen one person not like vomit. Vomit, wow, yeah. okay, shit, okay. So so, like, so you got to be ready to go on the crazy train if you're going to do it. Yes, <laughs> yes, and, and, and it, like, leads into, like, another... Um, so something I learned is, like, that I've, I, I've like, rooted in my um, kind of code of ethics at this point is um, to be courageous, like, mm. when you're, like, going through this existence. Like, you have to be courageous. I like that. Um, and, like, I think this experience can be very enlightening for a lot of people. It can also be very traumatic. And it's like, you have to be courageous if you're going to take on something mm -hmm. like an ayahuasca experience. Um, and so basically, yeah, you're going to, you're going to like have to face this point of you're going <laughs> to crap your pants out the night before you're going to wake up, you're going to fast, you're, you're going to ingest a medicine. You're going to then like vomit it. And during that whole time, your body's at like so much strain, you know? Yeah. But then like this medicine is designed to clean you. It's designed to heal you. It's is this one, uh, one ceremony? One ceremony. Yeah. One ceremony. Whoa, dude. Um, and so you can go in, you can go into the ceremony with a lot of different intentions, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, for me, my intention was seeking that, um, kind of higher 
power touching. Higher yeah. power, how like any proof of like, mm-hmm. is there something out there that's for me? Yeah. Um, so I ingest the, uh, the ayahuasca. I lay back on my mat. It's been, I don't know, like 40 minutes and I'm not feeling anything. And I'm like worried. I'm like, I mean, they told me this could happen. They told me that like you could have no experience at all. Yeah. You know, I've heard of that for sure. Uh, they told me that you might just like have a, a, a very mild experience. Um, you might not throw up like the one guy that didn't throw up, you know? Yeah. So you're just like running through all, all these different things. Is that kind of what you're running through in your mind too at the time? You're like, man, am I really going to have an experience? Yeah, it's like, like, what's going to happen? Yeah, you know, it's like, what am I to expect? I've read a lot. I've watched a lot. But everyone seems to have this like one piece of them that they like can't explain. Yeah. Um, so that's where I put my intentions. And about an hour later, I'm feeling like super queasy and like start to vomit. The, the nurse there gave me a glass of um, salt water mm. and had me like drink it warm salt water. And it just, I immediately like yeah. crushed. Um, and like, as you're like gripping the ground, this is like crazy demonic, like yeah. vomit, you know, like yeah. it's like crazy. It's, it's yeah. like, it's intense. You're like scratching the floor. Yeah, yeah. But as it purges your body, you feel this like sense of relief and you feel this sense of like Whoa. literally purging, like, like cleansing. And, um, at about like, Two minutes prior to that, the shaman started chanting like these amazing and powerful chants. Oh, yeah. Um, traditional chants that have been passed down for like generations, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and he, he just had this, this hyper clear and powerful voice that just yeah. filled the space entirely. Um, I'm going to take a, a drink of my beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was thinking about these generational chants, I wanted to say, but I was like, I don't want to mess them up. I was going to go, come on, ride a train, ride it. And I was like, dude, we have generational chants in America. <laughs> I was like, hey, we have these like things you can just start. that's the way the shaman ju- wants to do it, man. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That's up. like his come on, ride a train, dude. He, no. was like, he was like, I'm going to drop some bangers on these dudes. <laughs> like, he was like, hey, I'm like, yeah, hey. I was like, <laughs> that's literally what that's it's dope, like. dude. I love it. But at that point, like, when my throw up hit the receptacle and I was totally done throwing up is like the split second it starts. Whoa. And like, and as you I'm, mean start, dude, yeah, unfold that. So like, I'm like bent over looking down into my like receptacle, you know, like I am so exhausted. I haven't slept out of like, you know, anxiety and worry about what's going to happen. And then like, I'm hurt. Oh, yeah. I've like purged my body and I'm fasted, you know, like you're just like, what's next. And like, as I look into the receptacle, all like the little foamy pieces of like where I had just thrown up and it's like, you know, it breaks the surface. All the foamy is like built up. They all just turned to like faces of aliens. Wow. And they were just looking at me. Like you mean aliens, like a circle, like, like the typical green alien head. Okay. Basically. Yeah. 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 Um, a little bit more detailed than that, but basically, Yeah. yeah. Um, and they were like welcoming me. It wasn't like fear. I wasn't like scared of them. It was, they were like looking at me with an anticipatory, like, are you ready to come with us? Are you ready to see? And it was me like looking down, just amazed, like, oh, wow, this is really going to happen. Yeah. And I, the whole time I, I was that. doubting it. Like, oh, like, wow, this is really good. Yeah, because I had like been doubting it like the whole time. I'm I've like, had that I thought have, before. Nothing, That's nothing's nothing. Exper- I'm not experiencing yes. anything. I'm laying yes. here. My friend's not experiencing anything. I'm just confused, like, 
you're in. Yeah. And so at that point I lay back and when I lay back and close my eyes, um, is like when I start this relationship with like this sentient being, Um, like almost immediately. What was the backdrop? Like you in space or like blackness, darkness, void, like, once I had, did you see the enti- of, entity immediately? Sorry, or was it like uh, just voice, like intention first? It was just like pure, pure darkness, and then like an illumination of hmm. what looked like to me, um, these like bright luminescent uh, tentacles that Whoa. were that were like weaving. Um, and it was so complex. Like I don't have the, I don't have like the human vernacular to give you to like, it was so complex. And I recognized it immediately that like, it was, it was doing processes that I, I, I couldn't understand from my dimensions. It was like weaving the universe in front of me. And I was, I was like comfortable with it. And it was just irradiating this light form of bliss and happiness. And like, if you've ever had like a hug from whichever parent you love most, and it's like this safe hug mm-hmm. or like your wife or like your brother, whoever it is that like, when you hug them, you feel safe and you feel loved. Like that is what I experienced. And it was this large energy form that was just in existence somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it was calling for me. And it, and it basically, what happened is it's, it speaks to you telepathically. It like spoke to me in a way that like, I didn't have to think, I didn't have to use words. I didn't have to use my ego. It was just like this. It's almost like it's inside of you. Like this like spirit, your own thought, like symbiotically happening at the same time. Yeah. We were just communicating through like space and time. And it was communicating with, with me over like emotion Mm. Mm. and like it, you didn't have to bind it to words. Yeah. But if you did, if you like let that ego come forward, like these visions and this experience will like fade and like, it will drag you like to like a place. It's like, well, I was just experiencing this like amazing relationship with like the sentient being that like loved me and wanted me to like, you know, respect it so that it could show me like, a, like the highest like form of life. Um, but if you brought your conscious forward, you brought your ego forward, it would dissipate. If you opened your eyes and you looked around, I knew exactly what I was looking at. There was a shaman singing. There was a translator. Yeah. There was a nurse that was sitting just like checking mm. on us. If you close your eyes, you, you like tear back your levels and you let like your consciousness be present with this space, it would, it would introduce itself to you. Mm. Um, so from that point, I guess like I would like to move into like something that I, I learned in yeah. um, my experience with Was this. Was this it talking directly to you just so, you know, listeners kind of know? Was it's it? talking directly to you, but like yeah. I said, like it's not, sure, yeah, it's just yeah. this neural connection. But I mean, the happening. learning, I guess, is what I meant. Was like, was one, it wasn't just one. like learning, like based on like what you remember, but this is like learning, like what was happening in the experience, I guess, is what I meant. Um, I would say it was just like, it was not based on. Was it almost a download? I guess that's what I'm trying to understand. Yeah, like it wasn't. That's what like, it sounds more like. Like it almost like it was like a, and it's set inside of you. And then after the fact, you're like, God, I am like having these epiphanies and realizations through that experience. Through yeah, that download. It, yeah, like I, I knew at the time, but mm-hmm. it was so much that like you you pieced it together at at the culmination of the experience. Yeah. Because like I said, you can't you can't be lost in, in trying to understand it piece by piece. Mm. This six is a six hour experience. It like becomes you almost. It is, more. It is yeah. literally like downloading a yeah. new software to your system kind of thing, you know? Yeah. 
Sorry to ask so many questions. Um, I just no, like it's, it's helpful. It's I, I helpful. Just, yeah, I just really want to like. I get interested in like what was this really like, and from different you know point of views or whatever. So yeah, it gets it, yeah, it's helpful. And I like, I want to like talk about this uh, Peruvian trilogy that like is supposed to be prevalent when you do like ayahuasca mm-hmm. in Peru, and it is um, a cougar, a condor, and a serpent. Whoa. And like they tell you that like these spirits. What's a condor, dude? I a just... condor is a huge bird. Okay. Like right. a big wingspan yeah, bird. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And it can fly at like super high elevations. Okay. Badass. Uh, why they like like respect that bird is they think that like that bird has immediate correlation with like the the gods. That's like it flies way. so high and it like has this communication with these gods that like that is like our spirit's vessel to then touch that. Hell yeah. yeah. That's cool. And then they have, um, you know, the 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 cougar that represents like mother nature, like the earthly experience, mm. Pachamama, mother earth, you know, like, um, and then the final one is a serpent, which is like, represents like the world of the dead mm. and like, um, the underworld, but not in a negative way. Yeah. Like it's not in a negative way. Like, you know, a lot of, um, religions around the world foresee like serpents as like bad things, mm-hmm. not the case like mm-hmm. this, like it's welcomed. It is like a sign of like knowledge and like understanding. Um, but like they, they tell you like, just be aware, like you could interact with like these, these animal spirits. Um, and like, there was two in particular that like just attached themselves to me, which is the condor and the serpent. Um, so like, as I'm laying back, as I am like experiencing this, like, you know, higher being teaching me things, teaching me like the course of my life, teaching me things I should be like resentful for and like how I can like overcome those things. Mm -hmm. Um, teaching me fears and like why I can like break those fears. Um, but the condor came in like just almost immediately. And I felt like I was floating in space with, um, a thousand birds around me, like in circumferential manner, like a sphere. And I'm floating in space with this, this sphere, the sphere of birds flapping their wings. Whoa. And I'm just, I like, I am being ascended and I feel it. I'm feeling myself pushed to the floor as I'm like being pulled by this. And then like, I get up to like a new level and like, I start learning more. I start learning like, what is my code of ethics for life? I I like start to see visions of my closest friends and my family and understanding like, what is their energy? And like, what, what has our interaction been? And like understanding from this deeper perspective, why do I hold hate against this person? Why do I hold a resentment for this person? Also, why do I appreciate this person? Show so much gratitude for this person. And it like helped me like just go throughout my life and see what had led me up to that point, what emotions had like gotten me to this this point of belief, what what mm. schools of thought have gotten me up to this point of belief. And I started to see people's like chakras, like their their energy, their color. Mm. Um and like it helped me with this clarity of this this energy that's within us to me is like a little piece of this larger creator mm. like this this being we're all just a vessel we were speaking about it earlier we're mm-hmm. all just this vessel and there's like this sentient something that is like we can't materialize we can tell you what every other piece of the body is made of yeah but we cannot materialize what what drives it yeah what exactly. moves our little vehicle exactly i i truly believe that like that is that little piece of god that's that little shrapnel of light um, God, dude, just to pause for just two seconds. It's yeah, like, it. what's so cool to hear about that is, man, is like, you know, we were talking about the podcast and it's like, 
because of entheogenic experiences, like I've, I feel like I have the same revelation, but what's weird is we had the same revelation, like apart. you know what I mean? And it wasn't also a religion, you know what I mean? So it wasn't taught, yeah. but it was like discovered through the same kind of almost area, you know what I mean? And it's like, to me, it's, it's a very prolific to like, hear you say things like that, man. Cause I'm like, damn dude, really? Like, I mean, like I said, I don't want to sit here and be like, I found it and I figured it all out, but damn dude, it's like you hear more and more like cohesive stories and you start to think like, man, maybe, maybe really, maybe we really are just a piece of a spirit, you know what I mean? Something greater in the sky. It's crazy. And I like, I truly believe that, um, you know, there's in every religion and every form of belief, it's a battle of just good and evil. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of different narratives that fill the, that. Can we break that part down? The good and evil part? Is it, do you feel like it's like, like a heavy frequency, like high frequency? Cause I feel like we call it good and evil, but it almost feels like it's much more than just good and evil. It's like, it's just like, it's, it's just like, you know what I mean? Again, language. It's like, I can't explain it. It's just like a, there might be more macro than like what I'm, ex, what I'm explaining you. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy to think about, but anyways, I mean, if it comes down to frequencies, it's like the bell. Exactly, dude. Like that's a high, like, like lifts you up, dude. But I don't know, man. Low frequencies are dope too. So it's all balance, right? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I just see it as like, there's. A, a protagonist and an antagonist yes. in every story. And regardless of like, regardless of like what you believe at the base of it, it's just a feeling of love and mm. a feeling of like yes. fear, a feeling of good and a feeling of bad. And there's like this juxtaposition in the, in the like nature of the universe, but it all leads you to like what I truly believe is it's just battle of light and dark, good yeah. versus evil, yeah. like love versus hate. Like just, yeah, at this just juxtaposition. Yeah. Um, no, I love that. But like how, how I'm talking about these like little sentient beads, you know, that like we have, and it's like mm-hmm. this strap, little shrapnel of God. Yeah. What if like when you're feeling like that feeling at church and you're all together and it's like that loving like experience or if, um, you know, you're in yoga and everyone's in Om and you're like, all your mm-hmm. intentions are like directed. Um, what if like, that is just like how you transcend to that next level is just mm-hmm. through like the intentionality of your action, the intentionality of your headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like something I just learned, you know, to like center myself during this experience, yeah. like remove humans, like remove um, ourselves from the environment we're in, you know? Yes. Like we try to act like we're a human walking through space. Like, yeah. no, you are the space. And yeah. you're like, it's like if you just pour sand into a cup and you push your finger around and it, all the particles are moving, Yes, but it's still the same thing. It's, yes. a, it's a cup of sand. Yeah. Like we're, we're in this whole environment that is like always moving, ever present. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I understood that because this sentient being, Mother Ayahuasca, was showing me these large strands of beads Whoa. and the way that they were being twirled. And like what I understood were that like we are just a like a series of beads mm-hmm. moving through other beads dependent of like their densities and if you can like move through them or if you can't mm-hmm. like our physical like vessel you know but i was seeing these strands of beads weaving and crafting the universe i actually am like doing a painting about it because it literally like it was just prolific to see it at this like atomic yeah, level yeah yeah like the fabric of reality kind of level yeah yeah Damn. And and it was just like so interesting. And then it's I crazy. came I came to these like realizations of like we really are just this little bead of God that is like trying to either go towards the light 
or diverge and go towards the dark and it's gravitational. Yeah. You know, so you're like this tiny little bead, excuse me, you're this tiny little bead and you've got like a huge, a huge like mass of white light, which is God. And you think in like terms of like space and gravity, things are attracted to these masses. Mm -hmm. And on the other end, you have a big clump of like dark and evil. And as you like get around certain beads, you get around certain consciousnesses that are like, we can say high frequency. We can say like closer to light. It's going to like then propel you closer to, you know, light and and achieving that like awakened state. But if you like go in your path away, like, that is um, hurtful to someone or you go on a path that's just like dark, not even your, your own choosing. You yeah. know, like I think at any given point in time, we're just given um, like an experience to um, do the best with what we have, do the best sure. with wor- what circumstances have gotten us up to. Yeah, 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 and it led me to understand that there's a, like forgiveness, like the mm. importance of forgiveness, yes, you know, dude. because everyone is just doing the best with like, they got up to this point yes. in existence. They have all these different... Totally different choices than you. You know what I mean? Living a totally different life. And it's like they need grace, man. They need like, grace. You just have to yeah. You have to forgive. You have yeah. to love them for like they're just doing their best. Even if someone harms you, yeah. even if someone does something so wrong, yeah, man. at the point of decision, yeah. they thought they were doing best. Even if they like knew it wasn't best, something in their body was telling them like, this is your best course of action, yeah. even if it was selfish. Yeah. And you can't blame people for that. Like If you hold on to those resentments like, and you can't forgive... Yeah. It just makes like this negative energy attached to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, man. It's like they say, it's like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. You know, that's what exactly I'm thinking. You know, and it's like, dude, I, I, God, dude, I mean, everything you're seeing is like spot on for the way I view things too, you know? And it's like, where, where, yeah, it's like, what, at what point did it, does it feel like a responsibility for you? Like after this, like, you know what it I mean? Is. And, and I, it's like, it's such a, I guess we talked a little bit about this off the podcast a little bit about the, like the weight of, uh, you know, call it whatever you want, a different perspective, knowledge, wisdom, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's like kind of burdenistic-ish because, you know, the whole saying ignorance is bliss and it's like you see some people just kind of so caught up in a, in, a, in a story and maybe they're not in the realization that they could be so much more. And so what does it feel like walking around in your daily life now that you've had this experience and, and seeing some, maybe people like yourself before the yeah. experience kind of thing. Kind of that introspection yeah. and then also my new perception. Yeah. Um, so I'll say that like, I, I'd like to say that like I walked away with these like seven core values after the yes. experience. Oh yeah, for sure. And like I wrote them down. I tell them to all my friends. I have a tattoo that integrates it. I have like amazing artwork by one of my yeah. friends, Savannah, who is like also an amazing dude, tattoo dope. artist. She's in the Atlanta area. Yeah, tattoo dude. dojo. Shout, shout out. out dude. Like, yeah, they're amazing. The, the utmost uh, respect for them. Yeah, they're amazing. Um, but like these were the seven pillars of light I walked away with. That's what I've come, That's to, amazing. come to terms with. Uh, the first one being love. The second being forgiveness. Those two are like utmost importance. If you go through your life and you like keep love and forgiveness ever present Mm. at the front of your existence, you will have like just an easier time and you'll have a more enlightened time and you will like find deeper connections and you will like find deeper meaning and you will fulfill yourself and you'll fulfill others. If you just like always act with that up front, you know, and it like, it sounds just like so cliche and easy, but it's really not. It's something you have to be like always thinking about and always acting on. Uh, the next would be like faith, uh, which just, you know, means like have faith that like you are tied to this 
this being you are tied to humanity like these neural mm-hmm. connections that you're experiencing like this is all like a, a true interaction that's happening mm-hmm. um, and just have like faith for that you know yeah um, respect respect of you know where you've come from where you are that you are even in the you know presence of that like it truly is it's something you want to relinquish yourself to it's something that like you would love to serve like you yeah. you respect it so much you would love to serve it because you know it has all the answers you know it has all the appropriate intentions for you yeah um humility is the next one knowing how small you are in the grand scheme of this like environment knowing how small you are in the grand scheme of this mm. creator's power yeah. and like the love it can show and like the the miracles it can make happen it can do anything it is ultimately powerful um, courage, like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. you have to have courage and like fortitude going throughout life. When you take on like big decisions, I know like me and you have talked about like business ventures, oh, yeah. Tur- don't turn out the way you want to, but still pushing on, yep. like trusting yourself. I can make this happen. Yep. You know, like putting courage at the forefront of your life can also have huge triumphs for, you know, yeah. um, but also courage to like try something new. Yeah. Like we talked about. I didn't know I was going to try ayahuasca. Yeah. I didn't know that I was going to have to purge myself, you know, and like have this like very like traumatic experience at the base of it, you know? Yeah. But at the end of it, you are so enlightened. Prolific. Yeah. Man. And you had to have courage at that point. Um, and then the final being like control, which is um, like intentionality, mm. you know, like acting with centering yourself, mm. having, having a relationship with this, this being, you know, like we talked about getting into that meditative state, Stripping back the layers of your ego, stripping back the layers of your consciousness, you know, and, and really getting to a point where you can have a pure relationship and learn what it is this higher being wants for you. Yeah. And I, I truly believe it can be applied to any religion. I, I think that like this is, you know, your geographic location. We built a narrative that fits like this experience exactly. with whatever this creator is. Um, and that's just kind of where I stand on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's a personal belief. For sure. People like have a million different ways to perceive it. Yeah. I might be like way off for your perception, but like that is my story of like yeah. what I felt and what I experienced. Dude, 100%. Um, but like uh, the next part of my experience, I, I went through a lot of like forgiveness with my family. Oh yeah, know? dude. It's like almost like a deconstructing of who you were prior to ayahuasca and then reconstruction of who you now are Yeah, down to family level. Yeah, dude. And, like, for me, there was a really, really powerful experience with uh, me and my older sister, Chelsea. Like, I just had, like, a a resentment of her growing up. She Mm -hmm. was a 16-year age gap. She was kind of like a parental figure to me. I just felt Mm -hmm. like she was always overbearing with me. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, hard on my case. Like, just, like, kind of, like, a a sucker of fun, if if you will. But, like, I, I got to this experience where, like, you strip back what your ego is telling you to believe. You strip back these like little aggressions you have and you see these people for their purest little bead of God, their Mm. little form, their little energy. And I saw my sisters as this bright red ball of energy that was like so rock solid and so steady. And I then recognized that all those times she was overbearing on me, all those times I felt like she was like not letting me take risks. It was because she had such overbearing love and like Mm. it was just truly unconditional. Mm -hmm. She wanted the absolute best for me no matter what. Mm -hmm. And like that's that like if you like know anything about chakras, that red energy is fierce Mm -hmm. and it it will do like, you know, it it can overcome anything. Like it is so like strong Mm -hmm. and vibrant. Like that is like her personality and it helped me understand so clearly like 
why our relationship had tensions and why it doesn't need those and why I am so grateful for that human being and oh, would yeah. do like anything in the world yeah, for her, you know? Yeah. Like it's deep. It, it, it goes yeah. so deep. It lets you tear back any any ill feeling you have mm. towards any person close to you. You can tear that away and see yeah. why it happened and see why it's not necessary and like repair that relationship with intentionality. Yes. Like you can do it. Yeah. Um, and it like unlocks this sense of emotional intelligence and emotional fortitude to approach that with candor. Mm. And like, this is so like me going to do this is so far out of my family's norm. Yeah. I come from a very like religious, normal family raised up in the suburbs, just a normal guy. Like I'm the only person that goes and does ayahuasca, (laughs) but I come back with like this enlightened sense of like, just pride in what I know to be true about the universe. Yeah, for sure. And like, I tell them and like my sister's crying and I'm crying and yeah. I've like seen, like I, you just get to see people at that namaste state. Yeah, I am recognizing you for your energy. Yeah. What is right in between you that I yeah. can't explain. Yeah. That all, only our, our, our little, you know, s- stars spinning out of control with one another. That's yeah. our only interaction. Yeah. That's crazy. Dude. And it's just a sense of clarity. Yes. You know, it's just this, like this, it. this great sense of clarity. And that was, that's like just what I learned about my interpersonal relationships. Like that's phase one of yeah. journey, you know, yeah. it just goes and it goes and it goes. Yes, it does. dude. Um, so where do you, yeah. I mean, dude, just continue, dude. I mean, it's grid. It's, yeah. Like just keep going. Cause we can, we, here's the thing is like, we can keep going back and forth and just talk about it all because there's right. so much, but dude, I think you have so much that was downloaded to you that why, why get in the way? Cause like I, I like I said, I mean, these kind of subjects, I feel like we could talk for hours on yeah. because I love, right. I mean, this is, this is some of my favorite type of stuff, you know? So I think that it's more important to just continue on your story and journey, man. I mean, it's, it's cool. Like I said, there's so many questions I want to ask you. You can I think ask it's, as many as you want. Yeah, I think it's just going to derail things, I think, I feel. But yeah, I mean, I think that like in a lot of ways, it's like, do you... Yeah, man, I think you should continue. I think you should continue, man. All right. I, I, I like where it's going. Okay, so like anyone that's done a psychedelic drug, anything that's like, you know, mind-altering, even if it's something yeah, as small as smoking a joint. Yeah, I mean, maybe know? even caffeine, dude. Sure. I mean, if we're being honest, that's mind-altering, you know? Um, you know, like anything changes that mind state. Mm -hmm. And, um, with this, it is something like so entirely different. It is a removal of your like physical state. It is like the, the, for me, it was the purest I've ever felt because I could see that like at at my deepest core, there was just this tiny ball of energy Mm. that, is just doing its best. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's just, it was just like an interesting perspective because, man, I thought it's so complex. I don't even know if I can like. Dude, that's, that's, dude, that's the problem. Right. And that's, I think why I feel like that. I was like, where do we even go from any of these thoughts? Cause they're just so fucking complex. Like that ball of energy and stuff you're talking about. It's like, now that you have this, what do you feel like? I mean, let's just get big questions with it. It's like, what is our purpose? Like, cause there was so much you unpacked there of even like good and evil, evil. And it's like, do you think there is a real good and evil? Is there something outside of that? Is there something that did the, did the big thing create the good and evil for balance? It's like, there's a lot of things, you know, <laughs> to that direction that I would love to go. Me even trying to conceive something greater 
than what I experienced is like unfathomable. What I what I yeah. have already experienced sure. is like unfathomable. You yeah, know? yeah. I think it for me personally. Disagree, agree, whatever you yeah, want. No, yeah, no, I don't know how it was created. Yeah, it's not important to me. Yeah, like it literally, like even because you never knew, you never not existed. I mean, where were you before, right? You know, you just like you were just as far as you can remember back, you've been alive. Yeah, I guess like. That is so complex. It's just like at the base root, it's just like this light and dark that like you recognize. And it's a sentient yeah. being that like had control over everything. And I don't like, it's, it's, it's formless, right? It's, or it is, is the entity got both of it in it? You think like, is the, in other words, is that why we do too? Like, no, I think that I think then this is like, dude, go bug purely, out. Dude, purely subjective. Dude, sure. Dude, purely get, subjective. Dude, 100%. That's all I hear. I think that the pure has no evil, okay. but I think that the evil has one pure, Ooh. one unit. Like one unit. It needed one unit to exist. Like it needed, it needed some light so that it could become, so it could, oh shit. Dude. It has one unit of whatever light, whatever. That's a fucking movie. <laughs> I love that shit. It's kind of like, uh, damn, it is a movie. It's like, uh, Harry Potter, dude. How the Horcocks, how like Harry Potter is the last one unit of good in him, dude. And he has to destroy himself. And dude, it's like good and evil. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But I mean, no. but it, there is parallels here. Yeah. Um, Dude. yeah, I think, I think that's what it is, but like, Holy it's, it's shit. gravitational and what you have to do is you have to act with this like intentionality of surrounding yourself with people that are pursuing that light. Mm. And it comes down to like literally these, the seven pillars of light. Are they, are they acting appropriate to like mm. be in accordance with this being like in, yeah. in having this relationship with this higher being, you yeah. know? And if they are, it's synergistic. Yeah. And you guys will like your energies clump up yeah, and they move on to the next thing. Yeah. So I think what our like purpose of life is, is to be ascending to that light, be acting towards that light, be surrounding yourself with people that help you get closer and closer to that light. But the issue is that comes with it being like gravitational. You guys could run into a dark force that mm. you don't have enough energy to overcome. And it's purely, mm. it's purely coincidence. Like have you ever just like known someone that is like such a pure soul, but something bad happens to them. Uh. There's like that like dark energy, like something just happens to them and they didn't, they weren't. And they can't ever get out somehow. Sometimes yeah. they can't get out. Yeah. Sometimes they can be rescued. Like it just is like dependent. How, how big of like a mm-hmm. gravitational force of evil did you hit? So there's like cosmic randomness too that, yeah. it, that just happens that you have These to, particles are all just, we're just passing through this yeah. endless expanse, you know? So it almost kind of makes sense too with like the moon phase, you know, when they're like, it's Mercury's in retrograde, everybody get the fuck out. You know what I mean? It's like there's some energy levels that could be in the atmosphere that could possibly. Like, what if it's like these twisting levels of like atoms you know mm. they're like twisting around and when the, we know when the moon or when the planets are in this mm-hmm. appropriate phase that like it's particularly like customary for, frequency for yeah. these, this like different yeah. particulate matter to come through yeah. you know like big currents except yeah. it's not air it's you know frequency-ish current type stuff light a, yeah all the beads particles going throughout yeah, the universe exactly. like these just particles just fabric are, shit yeah fabric shit this the pro- ripple dark matter like, almost you know what i mean like even maybe beyond that yeah dude it's so crazy dude and it is it's just like this little thread i'm telling you like that's like so yeah dude that's like so prevalent you see this like thread these 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 serpent like tentacles that are reaching out like that is like what like i believe it was alluding to is like helping me understand like these threads of the universe that we're like twisted into, yeah, which is in like twisted into another one. One thing you spoke a little bit about was the rainbow, uh, rainbow 
like light and stuff. Like, can you unpack that a little bit? Um, it goes like the back, importance of it. Yeah, it goes a lot back to like understanding the different energies that you're seeing through light. Um, and then also it related back to like chakras. Like I started reading up so much on chakras and like everything that I was experiencing was, it was, it was just through the rainbow. It was through this perception of light and energy that we have. And I can't even begin to like give you the meaning of what, what do these rainbows mean? Why is it like, why are you illuminated in this way? Mm. Why are you shown that like through this spectrum, like you feel this, the spectrum of like emotion and you feel this spectrum of, um, existence based on like which energy you're present in. Yeah. Um, Do you think color itself carries like some sort of frequencies? Like, you know, talk about like feng shui in a room and, and things like that, you I mean, know, it's got or like to. a certain color wall versus another one, you know what I mean? I feel like it has to. Yeah, that's what I've always wondered, like if it actually carries some sort of level of consciousness itself, like... I don't know. I just, or is it just you perceiving a certain color and it invokes a certain emotion just based solely on just random neurons and memory, you know? Yeah, true. That. I, I don't know. Like that, no I, one knows. I mean, that's the problem. No one knows any of this. That's why it's a fun <laughs> conversation that's, every time. I, and that's what, yeah, because to me, it's like, where are you? To me, I'm, I'm with you. I'm either, I'm either where you're at or I'm like, it's random firings in the brain that named itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're all just being tricked. So it's like, do you... And, you know, I mean, a lot of people talk about this, like, Truman Show effect that happens when you do more entheogenic experiences, how, like, reality itself seems, like, not real. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it seems very fabricated. Have you had any kind of, like, scenarios like that, you know, where you just feel like that this reality is so, so put together that it's, like, almost just not, you know, it's almost like you you almost, I don't even know how to put it into words. Like, you're almost would rather be in the real states that you felt before in ayahuasca and other entheogenic experiences. I think it makes me just think that I wish we had a more simplistic view of the human experience. Like Mm. I think that like we have enough like energy sources and money and like power and like, I don't think we all have to be going to a nine to five job. I think we could literally be like hunter gatherers, like go to the market, get some stuff, go back, make it for your family. Like everyone has like a job that they could just like, Basically, be subsistent. We have enough technology to just like be creators, I, I think. And I think that's where utopia really needs to head is like we have enough technology where it's, it's no longer about what's the next fucking get up everyone's supposed to be wearing. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, it's clothes. You put them on your body. It makes sense for some people. Some people don't even like clothes. It's like, let's move the fuck on. You know what I mean? Let's, yeah. try, let's stop trying to segregate ourselves. Based on obviously the big one right now is color, right? But then, I mean, after that one, don't think that it's not going to be about wealth and about other other you know segregating type factors because there's some weird humanistic tribalism inside of us that wants to segregate. And so it's like I want to fix that, and then just get everyone's basic needs met, and then we're all creators. That's what we are, dude. We're really made to be here to fucking manifest love and light, dude. And there's so much abundance, but we've been lied to and told this American revolution: get more, get more consume consume more you'll be more happy and that that just leads to just more consumption and lack of happiness because you're always looking ahead you're never looking where you are where you are you know and so yeah man i mean do you when you get back though you start telling people all this stuff do people think you're crazy how's your family i mean you said your family was like was all your family pretty like responsive to it because i mean you didn't grow receptive you didn't grow very religious though did you your family yeah, my family is definitely they religious. are like Christian. Yeah. Okay, and they were still receptive. Wow, yeah, they're that's pretty cool. receptive. That's dope. Um, 
I don't know. I think I had like a way of like showing them Explain from, it, from yeah. the, the deepest point of like my experience as a human yeah. is that like it was so genuine and it was so pure and it's so authentic. Like the stuff that like, if you knew me prior to this experience, I'm, I'm like always in a good mood. I'm always like pretty upbeat, pretty happy. Um, but you're not going to see me like excited. I'm not a person that like shows a whole bunch of emotion is very like gay or cheerful. Like that's just yeah. not, that's not how I am. Like that's yeah. just not in my persona. Um, if you see me after this talking about this stuff, there's something awake yeah, in here. Yeah, you get lit up. Yeah. There's something awake in here. And I can go on for days. I can tell, like, I could preach about, like, the importance of this. Like, it will yeah. literally get me emotional quickly because I understand, like, at the deepest level, there's just something that wants you to relinquish itself, itself it, to you and yeah. you to it and you to have this relationship that the is, union. like, literally this one. union yeah. of being a warrior of light. Mm. And, like, I I went there. I wore, I wore a bracelet every day for, like, a, two or three years. It said peaceful warrior. Like I will like go to the end of the world for someone. Um, but I try to be peaceful at all costs, you know, like yeah. I don't ever want to like cause issues. Yeah. Um, people have always said, you're like, Dallas, you're so optimistic. You pick me up when I'm down. You're the person that's going to like, you know, call me if I'm like, you know, they don't think I'm feeling right. I'm going to send a text message. Like you doing okay. Checking on you. Yeah. Um, and that's just been my persona. Um, but when I had this experience, I had this awakening with this relationship to this, this God that said, that is your role. Yeah. Like your role at the deepest core of this universe is to show people that there's a different perspective to clear people up, to say like, you know, like what we were speaking about earlier, coronavirus has affected everyone's lives mm -hmm. really negatively right now. You yeah. know, people are out of work. People are cut back on money. You know, people are scared for their health. People have lost family members. People are frightened. Yeah. Right. But if you can remove yourself just like a layer further and say like, what if it was worse for me? Yeah. What if, what if I was in something entirely mm -hmm. different and you can find that comparative state always and you can transcend between your experience and be an empath and like relate to people, 100%. even that you're not in mm -hmm. that direct relation with. Yeah. It helps you like go about life yeah. in this happy and intentional way. Mm -hmm. And like, that was my, my goal was to come back and share with people. If you act with intentionality, yeah. if you act with love, you act with respect, faith, humility yeah. you put these things forward in yourself yeah and you charge forward with intention i want to find what's best for me and i want to find something fulfilling there is something deeper out there yeah. to anyone that listens to this to any of my friends family to your friends random listeners if you're the person that has always doubted your whole life and searched for empirical answers uh, just wanted to have a relationship with something more take it from a random stranger on the internet yeah it's out there, and I truly believe it. Yeah. And anyone who knows me knows if Dallas believes in it, there's something behind it. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I am man. too. Like I'm too analytical. Yeah, this experience showed me you have to strip that egotistic self. Yeah, you yeah. have to relinquish yourself, and when you do, you'll be enlightened. It'll yeah. be present in your life, yeah, and you'll have this relationship. And it doesn't matter how you find it. If mm. you find it through Christianity, if you find it through yeah. meditation, yeah, however you find it, this thing is there for you. Damn, dude, I couldn't have said it better myself, dude. That's that's so powerful, man. I mean, do you feel like for you now, I mean, is uh, I want to kind of talk a little bit briefly about the switch in you because it's something we haven't really talked a lot about on the podcast yet, but we talked a lot about off is like your art and like how much it's like shifted who you were. You know what I mean? Like you're not 
you're really just not even wanting to be the same person. And I see so much of that in myself too, is like, you know, I mean, that same thing when, when I started introducing like entheogenic experiences in my life. And so I wanted to like two part this because, you know, so we can wrap up eventually. <laughs> Cause yeah, I feel like no I could go forever. We'll just have to have you back on. But like, um, but yeah, maybe talk about like the art, but then, you know, uh, yeah, well, let's just start there. Let's just start with like, you know, how much you changed and what became important to you. I think for me, when, like I said, you strip back that egotistic self mm-hmm. and um, you're just recognizing yourself for your true desires, your true defeats, your true triumphs. Like you're just looking at who you truly are without any other forefront of thought. You like come to terms um, with those things, whether mm-hmm. you want to or not. Yeah, I had suppressed having like an artistic ability my entire life. When we have like, you know, you go to arts, little art class in, in elementary school, mine always looked amazing. Yeah. It always did. Like I put a lot of time and effort into it yeah. and then I just would set it down and I would just be like, not doing that because that's not what you're supposed to yeah. do. You know, I would, I would get better. I like started doing ceramics in high school. I'd make a really nice pot give it to my mom. She'd be like, Dallas, this is so great. And we just like, would set <laughs> just it up. continue on. <laughs> continue on, yeah. yeah. And I don't know why, but I just suppressed that in yeah. me. But this, uh, this relationship with this, this sentient being, this God, uh, Mother Ayahuasca, she helped me come to a realization of exactly who I am. Like what I'm good at, what I can bring to the table for the universe what positivity I can bring, my things that I am prone to do negatively. Like you, you, you understand at the core of it, your role yeah. in the grand scheme of thing. You yeah. understand like your, what your cog is meant to do in the big machine. Yeah. Um, and with that, I, I just gained confidence in expressing that artistic, like self, that artistic side. I've always taken pictures recreationally for travel. You know, I've probably got 10,000 pictures saved on the computer. Just never posted them. Yeah. Just never marketed them. Yeah. Just never showed them to anyone. Yeah. I've I practiced. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm educated on the subject. I Hell take good yeah. pics, but I just yeah. don't show them to anyone. Yeah. They sit on a computer. I'm like, why am I doing that? Yeah. I love this, yeah. you know? So I started taking some, taking some pictures, you know, people's graduation, yeah. couple pictures, Hell yeah. selling metal prints online, just like anything to make money off of it. You know, it's an experiment. Yeah. But I'm I'm happy and I'm enjoying it. Yes. Um, and kind of through that experience, yeah. Uh, I then started to experiment with with painting. Yeah. Um, and that was just a total breakthrough. In, How long has the painting been going on? I've probably been doing it for like four months dude you're killing it dude like i was expecting like six months to a year or something no just like four months just started i made one as a gift for a friend was like i should do another one dude just started trying it that's so cool man i i feel like that's what life is dude like people should like you said the the courageous spirit in all of us and i think that social media is an amazing thing, but I think in a lot of ways it's perceptually damned us in a way that like we're so afraid to expose ourselves, or that we're doing this or art or whatever it is to show to the world and, and fear of it, people not, you know, receiving us well, not getting likes, you know, or whatever kind of thing. Hey, that's why I say all, all the love to the people that support it, yeah. all the love to the people that critique it, all the people that haven't interacted with me or it, 
I still love you. Like I said, I'm yeah. going to forgive you because it's just your perception. Yeah. Right up to that moment of you seeing it exactly. and saying, do I approve of this message? Yeah. And either you do or you don't. Yeah. And I don't like, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's exactly love, the point. I love, I love you I love regardless. That. So you, know? you, that's what, that was the next point I was about to ask is like, I love that because I think that what you learn a lot from entheogenic experience is not to take things seriously. It's all like some kind of weird cosmic joke. So why not just do it? There's some sort of actual freedom that actually comes over you where you're like, I can just be whatever I want to be. Like I can just do whatever I want to do. Like, and, and it's like, because yeah, you know what I tell man, it, like to me when people are pessimistic or like, and I'm very like, I, I'm like a positive pessimistic, right? I see the world a lot of times in a very like negative yeah. way, but then I, I have the optimistic, pe- you know, perspective too. But yeah, man, I mean, in the end, it's like people, people perceive whatever they want, but like you could work your whole life on a painting or a book. It takes someone three seconds to look at and say, well, this is dog shit. And so it's like, who, who, who invested the real energy here? Yeah. So I think pessimism, that low level energy you know, or, or, or shitting on people and their work is the most easiest thing you can possibly do in reality. And I think it's also like subsequently, I can't even say the word right now. It means nothing. It's a vapor in time, dude. And so like, to me, you, you have your own process. You make your own creative work, dude, for yourself and for people who vibe it, well, vibe with it. And everybody exactly. else is like, who gives I had someone the other stinks? day like comment on an IG post and say like, this looks like a child drew it. And like, oh, I was shit. like, that's fine. Like, you You're know, like, good, dude, because childlike faith, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, like an old, an old version of me would be like, what is this guy talking about? Yeah. Like, why is he, yeah. why is he yeah. like hating on me? Yeah, but like now exactly. it's just like, yeah, dude. that's cool. You man. think about like Picasso or all these like different people or, you know, an elephant with a brush. Dude, art is subjective. Like art and life is subjective. You know what I'm saying? It's like people, people who shit on other people's art just, they literally don't even understand. Yeah. Like I, I really feel like you haven't taken the time to even just take the time to even just sit and just think. Like I really feel like those kind of people are such parroters, such echo chamber assholes that they literally never think. They just have a system that they run in their fucking head like a CPU with ones and zeros, and it's just loaded with like thirty sayings <laughs> that, they, that they fucking picked up off the internet. <laughs> they just fucking like, oh, you said that this part, this saying's really funny. Yeah, we ever, yeah, your mom. You know what I mean? Like it comes some shit like that. That's one like, of my one of my favorite things about painting honestly is the freedom to do anything on that yeah. canvas we, if you have like you produce film and you do pictures you yeah. know like there's technical yeah. wrongs yeah at some point yeah man a painting there is no technical wrongs or yeah, rights you can infinity. just yeah. do what you want and i love that about it like yeah. i love that freedom to if i decide i'm stopping halfway through yeah. and i'll come back to it six months and do something entirely different right over the top of it yeah i can do that dude 100 i can like be halfway through change the entire canvas yeah. and go with a whole different vibe. I just love that. Like that freedom to whatever comes forth at that moment. A lot of these aren't planned. Like a lot of these, I sit down in front of it and it just starts and I just get excited about it. That's literally life, dude. Like how much has have you seen parallels? I mean, you know, when you're yeah. painting, it's like life's like that. Like if you don't like your life, paint over it. Like if you don't like the way you're look at living right now, you don't like the way you look at things, then change it. I'm telling you, you yeah. act with intentionality, change your course. Anyway. Dude, you really, and it's so, here's what's crazy, okay? Do you get this? And this is maybe a good way to wrap up. It's like, I feel like what's so fucking hard about some of this shit is that it's so like, it's so real that people water it down. Like it's not, I mean, even just like the 70s, 60s saying like life's a trip. 
Like it fucking is. <laughs> like, this but is a there's, journey. but th- but it's like there's so much out there. People are like, oh yeah, you're one of those now, bro. Like you're a life's a trip, bro. You know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, okay, huh. you know. And it's like, no, nah, dude, you don't realize. And that's I feel the same as you, dude. And I really appreciate you coming on, dude, and being passionate about it. And it's like that's why I do the podcast because I feel like in some sort of weird way when I left being a preacher that part of me never left. Like I've always felt like anytime I found something that affected me, I wanted to tell the world about it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what's happened to you. You know, you found something that affected you and you want to tell the world about it. And it's like, I feel the same way. Like when I, I mean, even this conversation, you know what I mean? Like there's like an affection that happens to me and I'm going to want to tell the world about it. Like, oh, there's this one time I was talking to Dallas, like, yeah, dude, he's like, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like there's an affectant that happens, dude. And I think that's really why we're here. We're, we're here, like Ramdas says, to walk each other home. Like we're here to just like be here that's for each other. You know what I mean? Like we're here to be here until we're not. You know what I mean? We're here to be here and love, dude, and lift each other up and give each other access and, you know, and, and help manifest abundance for the next generation, you know, and, and whatever we are, dude, if we are just that thing to seek and be the hands of that thing to experience in the physical realm, you know, then so be it, dude. Like, and it's but that's like, where I get like such positive relief. Yes. Cause like when you come to terms and you see that for like yeah. what it is, yeah. you have this just positive relief of you can relinquish yourself. Yeah, dude. Let go. Yeah, let go. Let go for dear life. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, dude, you, yes. I mean, it's so good, dude. And I, I'm so honestly happy for you, man. I feel like, you know, when I get to talk to people like that, that have been truly affected, dude. And, and even really honestly, I'm being very honest specifically with the entheogenic experiences, because I feel like it is something that unfortunately for a time in history, it was looked upon as a bad thing. And I think it that still is, I think it is, in circles. but I think we're kind of for the first time ever, you know, Colorado decriminalizing, uh, you know, uh, psilocybin, et cetera, and MDMA, the MAPS program, all that kind of stuff. It's like, I'm, I'm hoping that we can help carve the pathway to where it's accepted again. Cause it wasn't really just a short time ago when native Americans use peyote and or still do in some tribes or, you know, um, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like these kind of experiences are almost like a rite of passage as a human. Mm-hmm. And so I think as crazy as it sounds, we might find ourselves a hundred years, 50 years, shit, 20 years ways shit moves as fast as it does now. <laughs> but we might reach a place where we realize psychologically that it's important and almost inevitable to have these experiences in life to, you know, whether they're controlled, whether it's almost like we have like a governor of Atlanta, but it's like the shaman has this class that's vetted and love and light. And they, you come in at a certain age and you, I mean, I'm talking crazy here, but like, yeah, really I mean, not. I mean, you know what I mean? It's the same thing around the world that have done it, it for thousands exactly. of years. It's just like some Americanized version. So it looked weird, like a McDonald's kind of thing. You know, you just be like, do, do, do. All right. I'm going to do uh, the you know, my trippy. Exactly. You know, yeah. And you, you do, you, you start off with maybe shrooms and they, they come yeah. in love on you and you end with ayahuasca at age 18 or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Whatever age. I, I don't know what age. I'm not here to say there's an age, you know, or, but, uh, you know, cause some would, some, some people would very, would, you know, say even younger than that. Like I know a lot of, uh, tribal people, uh, have done it younger, but yeah, who knows, man. I do want to say one thing. Yeah, of course, um, man. I started rambling. I had so this, perfect. No, it's, it's totally, it's totally <laughs> so fucking cool. perfect, dude. There Save this, me. <laughs> there was this one one cool experience at, at a point where I had kind of gotten my life lesson, mm-hmm. and then 
Like had, in the trip, you mean? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude. And Fuck I had yeah. I had like an experience where we understood. I knew where I was going. I knew the direction I was headed. I knew how to make myself achieve light, and I knew how to help others achieve light. But I had it, I had questions for my existence, and like that's where this sentient being like let me think, but like really feel what mm. my questions were. I understood Mother Nature. I'm an outdoorsman. I always have been. I I get the earth. I wanted to know about these like other realms mm-hmm. and these extraterrestrial beings took me. Whoa. And like, I have like, I experienced different dimension. Wait, so this all happened in the same experience? Yes. Oh, holy shit, dude. Why didn't you say so? Let's keep going. Nah. <laughs> but, uh, holy shit. Okay. So wait, so extraterrestrials, what'd they look like? They were just like a dark form of like, basically just like an oval yeah. of just like dark form. And like, you didn't, But it wasn't bad or good. It was just like... It wasn't bad or good. It was just a thing. And you didn't question it. Like, it gave an energy that was like, I'm taking you. And like... You're like, cool. All right, let's go. Mother Ayahuasca was not going to let me get hurt. Yeah. I understood that. If I got to a dark place, and I did many times on my trip, when you're you're looking at yourself and you're you're having to forgive yourself for bad actions, you're having to forgive yourself for resentments. Yeah. You're in a dark place. Yeah. But at the end of it, you call yourself to Mother Ayahuasca and you say like rescue me mm-hmm. take me from this they'll come this energy will mm. come um and so i wasn't fearful going into like yeah. anywhere with these people Whoa. i knew i was confident but there was a piece of me that was holding on to my physical state like i was still had my ego i just couldn't let myself like there was one piece of my mind that was blocking me from going with them i then hear birds chirping Outside this, like the shack that I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I'm still like way out in outer space, traveling with these extraterrestrial beings, them wanting me to see other planets, them wanting me to see other ways of life. I'm laying there, I hear the birds chirping, and then like everything goes like black, and I just only hear the birds chirping. And what that was me doing was my body then recognizing I had an anchor to like the earth Mm. if you've ever been out like an outdoorsman you know anything about the woods birds get really quiet if there's like something going on or they fly away if a happy bird's chirping everything's fine you know nothing to worry about there's not a bigger creature there's not like a big storm coming yeah so i anchor myself to that sound and i like tear away that last level of like my ego And so I'm just listening for these birds chirping as they're showing me other planets they're showing me like other technologies they're showing me like how minuscule the experience in the universe humanity is. Mm. Like we are just a tiny, tiny piece of this large system, but that does not make you any less than the whole. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. You don't look at it as like, it's not bad. Yeah. It's like, you're all of it, but you're also just this tiny pinprick at the same exact fucking time. And like, it's okay. (laughs) People, people like, you know, people of other, other belief will say, well, what are you living for then? And it's like, you don't understand like that little piece is worth everything. Exactly. I'm living for living. (laughs) But it was just like this amazing experience of like me bonding with Pachamama, mother, mother nature and and mother earth to like, let me finally go where I needed to go and and forget my vessel was holding me back. And you know, you, you read a lot about like, there's certain native groups that will like lay their hair across like the back when they lay down for these experiences and they're picking up on like vibrations. They're using them as like antennas almost, Whoa. you know? And I understood after that 
there really is meaning behind that stuff. Yeah. There's like these practices. I'm sure that that's my first experience with ayahuasca. If you could hone into other tricks like that, you could uh, hone yeah, into other dude. other Go ways deeper, to clear crazier. your consciousness, yeah. to be prepared, to be centered, to be intentional. Mm-hmm. I I can't even begin to imagine what else you could learn. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm at like level 1.5 yeah. of. I hear you, brother. Power of consciousness. The same way. <laughs> do do you, have you heard about the comp, the uh, it's it's conspiratorial a little bit, but the the uh, fucking like FBI version of the government that they intravenously were giving people DMT to go into this, into this realm and talk to these things called, they called them the elves and they were like giving them knowledge and stuff like that about technology and different shit like that. But apparently, I mean, like I said, I don't know how real it is, <laughs> but how wild would that be if the government's been be, infringing Because then they can keep you in the DMT realm into the ayahuasca to, realm for, for long periods of time. If it come down, comes down to elves, that would be so, such Wouldn't that be such experience. a weird dude? That'd be some weird shit. I'd be open for it. I mean, I mean, maybe it's just another reality they're plugging into. Maybe it's just a certain frequency itself, just that one that they're coming to visit them. Some, then that's why I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the beings and stuff. Have you been visited in any other time by beings? So just this time, just this time. Because that's what I found really weird for me is like you know I've had like a heroic dose where three beings. The one that I remember the most looked kind of praying mantisy. Um, and then it took us into another reality, same thing almost, where it was like, hey, we're going. And I was like, all right, kind of thing. And it's just like, boom. And then we're somewhere else. It's telepathic talking. My brother's having the same experience. And then the weirdest thing was like after that, you know, we were changed. And we also thought to ourselves like, who knows? Maybe it wasn't real. Maybe it was real. But it felt pretty fucking real to us. And like, and and then uh, the weirdest thing was about a year and a half or maybe two years later, I was in NDMR therapy sober. I mean, I, I like nothing, you know, in my system. And, uh, and that same exact entity like came and visited me in almost like a meditative state, you know, sober, which was very weird and took me into other realities. And, and, you know, and, and it was just like, that's why. So that's why I just, I, I wonder, you know, if you'll continue another one, like Shane Moss had on the podcast, I, I would love to have him back on. He's met like this purple lady, and in, mm. in his, in his DMT experiences in about six or seven times to the point where he's had a friend do DMT with him, never told him about the purple lady. She visited him in his DMT trip and said, tell Shane, I said, hi. Like, and it was crazy, dude. So it's like, I wonder about these, these entities, you know what I mean? That's why I was like, I wonder if you'll be, if you will be, if do you have a feeling in your gut that you will meet some of these entities or this something like this again? Oh, I'm positive. In your lifetime? Yeah, I'm positive of that. Yeah. Even if it's at like the culmination of this vessel. And I'm yeah, like going to a different yeah, life sure, where I'm sure. going to have a relationship with God. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I have like... Do you zero. think that's what happens that we're here and we're just like... And I know this is like my last big existential question. It's like we're here to like come back to the one or do you think that we're here to learn for the one to be more knowledgeable or are we here just as like a game or are we here like to evolve and become a version of the one where there's like all these clouds and it's so big and it goes beyond and there's just a lot of these ones clouds and we're just going to eventually become the very thing that we're seeking like i don't know dude i mean that's i'd love to hear what your thoughts are on it. That is such a tough question. <laughs> there's uh, no right or wrong. No, there's not. You know, but... I think in my understanding, it was to just just try as be whatever it calls you to be. And that that is like such a lame answer for you. No, but like, no, man. It will have a calling. 
for you and you will do what is best. And that might be going in all the way into the light and becoming part of it. Mm. That might be act going in a, taking your beat a different direction mm. and acting with intentionality another way. I think when you channel in, you're just channeling into the, like, what step are you on on MapQuest? What is he telling you to do? Mm. Like, what is this being telling you to do? Well, how are you serving it? Mm. And if you come in and you tap in with that relationship, you will want to serve. You will want to do what's right. Mm. You will take that accountability of acting with love and forgiveness and everything else, you know? Um, if you could give a couple quick tips about like connecting with that, like just, I mean, just like briefly, and they don't even have to be like explanations, but just things that you have found that you, where you really feel like you seriously connect with the divine. I mean, definitely anyone can, can relate any type of meditation. Um, and when you say that just briefly, is that counting your breath or is that like, or do you I think, think just, about a thought or do you visualize, visualization? I've always understood that I have like an easier time with it than other people. Yeah. And like, you know, some people have an easier time clearing their mind and other people don't. Um, but you just have to find what works for you. Like I know some people really like weighted blankets and it like mm. takes that anxiety of their body off. You know, some people like to listen to certain music, like certain hymns. Some people like to like lay in a certain position. Mm. You just have to like find where it is that you are noticing your body is taking least attention to the environment that mm. you're in. You have to like remove your body and just be that being for that a sense. second. Yeah. And it like I don't think there's any one right way to get into that meditative mm. state. I'm sure there's dozens. Yeah. Okay. You know. Um, for me, I listen to like some like resonating music, mm. like ohms, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I lay just dead still on my, my bed and I can just like kind of zone out. I can get myself to uh, like that, that. Do you ever point. do the binary beats? Mm -mm. Oh, dude. Next time we hang out, I'm going to bring my mind machine. Okay. It's crazy. It makes you have fractal patterns and stuff in your mind using binary beats and light. You have your eyes closed and it literally creates almost like a DMT trip of fractal patterns. And that one time, one time I was on shrooms and I did it and I swear to God, I thought I was going to start going into other realities. I had to take them off. I was like, this is too much, bro. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But yeah, I'll bring it. I'll bring it. It can be like time. that. Yeah. There's a feeling for like when you're right at that point and then like, you know, it descends. That's basically what any of these like experiences are. It's like, do, 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 do. Like right yeah. up to the point of like, am I going to lose my mind? Yeah. And then it's like, Whoosh. Yeah. And like that's a that's a term me and my friends always use. It's like you build right up to the point of madness. Madness. Yeah. And then whoosh, it's yeah. back to like stabilization. You've taken taken something away from that experience and like you're just waiting for the next. Yeah, dude. That's so good. Dude. I love it, dude. I love it, man, dude. This is a great place to wrap up, man. If people want to like reach out, check out your work, you know, is there any place that you're posting, you know, probably the most just your Instagram. Stuff? Um, okay. it'd be Dallas, uh, dot Alexander dot photography. I don't have any of my yeah. art up yet. Um, you just start any, posting it. Yeah. I'm going to start posting it soon. You should, uh, dude. I don't really know. Uh, I need to like, you know, cure them and get them framed appropriately so they can be sold. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's so fresh to me that I haven't like had the time or the money to yeah. do that, you know, no, I feel you, uh, but it's coming soon and yeah. I'm really excited about it. I have a lot of projects I'm excited about hoping to get into a couple, uh, exhibitions soon. Yeah. Just show my work. Dude, that's I really dope. appreciate you having dude, me. Dude, of course really we'll have to do it again, you, dude. Yeah. Uh, let this me share is, my experience. Dude. Yeah. We'll do, we'll have to do this again. I feel like we could, I'm like so passionate about it. You have no idea. Dude. No, it's amazing, man. Dude, I, th I, you should be, man. I mean, dude, I think, and that's why I said, I hope this becomes more common for people because I think that we need, we need these experiences and in our life, man. Like if you're curious, message me on Instagram. Yeah. Like I said, 
Dallas period, Alexander period photographer. You ask me any question, you can voice message me, video call yeah. me. Like I'm open to talking to anyone about it. Yeah, if you have any questions because it's just, it's something I'm passionate about. And I think it's something a lot of people uh, would benefit from. Yeah, dude. I totally agree, man. I appreciate you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you. Oh yeah.